The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty Radio, Sons of Liberty Radio.com and Sons of Liberty Media.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to Sons of Liberty Media.com. And there you'll see two uh, videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from Saturday. So if you guys missed that, that's two hours worth of Bradley Dean. If you're interested in catching up on that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, at which time he will be live in that little area right there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you're on, and then click on the rumble uh, 
icon down in the bottom right hand corner that'll take you over to the chat and rumble would love to see you over there we've got a few friends in there this morning and um, <clears throat> we'd love to see you over there by the way we're streaming live to rumble sons of liberty radio live also before it's news.com top of the page dlive.tv at the sons of liberty as well as uh we are on uh a number of facebook pages that bear my name also twitch at real tim brown Real Tim Brown on Twitch, and then also the Real Tim Brow. Leave off the end, put a two in its place. The Real Tim Brow too on Twitter for whatever that's worth. If you're on Twitter and you want to pick up the feed there, you can do it there as well. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter that goes out between seven and eight Eastern time every night. And uh, if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. That comes out once a week on Saturdays. Uh, you can sign up right on the front page. And then finally, for those of you who want to support us, you want to keep us out there and we thank those who have already been doing that. You keep us on the air. You keep us out among the people and on the Internet. Um, there is a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And again, um, we want to say thank you for keeping us out there and supporting us in what we do. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, so <clears throat> just to uh, let you know how my weekend went, I did get my the new computer, or the, the newer computer. Okay, this the one I'm I'm still using the backup because I didn't even get a chance to set it up. I got it out of the box and everything yesterday, and um, just let you know kind of how things go. My plan was was to get this old refrigerator off my front porch. Uh, rained here, so that didn't happen. Um, did get a start on a. If you any of you guys ever used a leather repair kit, right? Like. Um, we had our sofa reupholstered years ago. The guy did a great job, but the material was crap. I told him I wanted to get leather. If I was going to put this much money in, I want to get leather. And I got pleather, you know, the polyurethane stuff. And within the first year, it was hardening in some places where people were sitting and on the arm pieces. It was, And then and the things that was starting to crack. So the company that went out of business or they didn't make the stuff, whatever. So he went and on his own dime, bought some other stuff, and he recovered our the the whatever the pads the 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 pillows the cushions he he re, he redid those but he left the other stuff on the couch and I said well these arms are gonna they're like that too they're feeling kind of hard like they're gonna be brittle too sure enough they crack too and I can't get a hold of the guy so <clears throat> I got one of these kits so I was trying that out got the first thing on it at the on you know yesterday and uh, I looked at it and I'm like okay it, this is gonna require that that cloth stuff. So I put that on there, put the thing stuff back on it again. And I looked at it and I said, yeah, it's going to require at least one more and we're going to do it. But I'm amazed that the color matches so well. The problem is going to be for me is texture and stuff, but if it keeps it all together, that's the main thing. We can make some arm covers for it. It's not a big, I just want to keep the stuff together. Anyway, that's one of the things. And then me and my son both had nails or screws in the back right tires of our vehicles. So we went down there last night and uh, plugged up the tires so that they can be useful. So that's been how. Oh, and by we we got to go to my daughter and uh, son-in-law's new house, um, and uh, they're settling in and doing some renovation and stuff like that there. And we got to go over there as a family, and that was really really fun. Um, so thank you, Troy and Hannah, for having us over. Uh, we had a great time. <clears throat> here's here's the stuff that's been going on, and you know. There was a, there's a there's a video out. You can see it at sonslibertymedia.com if you haven't seen it before. It could be the most important eye-opening documentary about the results of the COVID shots you'll see. And I say that 
because at this point, I just, I don't know how people don't know or haven't heard about some of this stuff. I, I don't know. I realize there's a lot of censorship, but there's a lot of people that talk too. You know, you, they can't censor you from just talking to your neighbors and your friends. And this, this getting out, but uh, this is the, the latest out of the documentaries from uh, that Stu Peters network. And um, it's done really well. These are the same guys that got you uh, watch the water and the little ones. And it's a good video. You can see it here at sonsoflibertymedia.com and you can um, you, you can check that out. It's it's absolutely incredible. Um, what's going on? And it continues to go on. It's not being stopped. This right here shows you the FDA is a fraud. It shows you the executive branch of our government is a joke. It's a crime syndicate up there in D.C. I've said it before. I said it. You're only going to get rid of the crime syndicate when you pull its teeth and pull its heart out of it. And that is the people's consent for them to govern us. That's the only way you're going to defeat this. Forget your convention of states. Forget your all your other stuff. You need to pull the teeth out of it right now. And you need to pull the heart of it out. And where is that? That comes from its unlawful money. Everything that's criminal is coming from lawless money. Everything. Foreign wars funded by lawless money. What does our Constitution say? Our Constitution allows Congress to coin gold and silver only for the payment of the debts. Is that what you look like you've got carrying around in your wallet? Nope. You got phony baloney monopoly money. And again, I was looking this morning. I don't know what I did with the thing. I'm going to have to find it. Uh, I downloaded it straight from the Federal Reserve's website. It's a book. And I can't think of the name right now. I'm going to have to go back and watch the video again that I, I pulled it from. Because what the book said was, and this was the Federal Reserve's own book, it was saying the only value the dollar has, that paper money that you have in your pocket, the only value it has is only because you think it has value. But it doesn't, they tell you, it doesn't really have any value. It's fiat. We are in a credit system, which means a debt system. And what is, who is the debt, the money of? Slaves, not free men, slaves. So keep that in mind. That's just one thing. Also, latest from our friend uh, Suzanne Hamner, you know her as Joni in the uh, in the chat. As CDC claims new XBB COVID strain. If you guys are wondering why I'm still playing the kids at the first, because they're not done with their propaganda yet. They're going to keep bringing it every chance they get. Claims new XBB COVID strain. This is what it, but this is what is really going on. This is supposed to be vaccine resistant. Well, let's, let's stop and think about that a second. Haven't they already admitted that the shots they've been promoted as safe and effective don't really stop transmission, don't really work? In fact, we're seeing they're killing people. They're maiming people. They're having adverse effects on people, just like we warned they would before they were even released. And yes, I have the shows where we did that. And then a week, I think it was a week after they were released, we had uh, Dr. Kevin Corbett, we had Kate Shimarani, we had Dr. Andrew Kaufman, and we had Dr. Kerry Midday on one show on a, I think it was on a Saturday morning, almost two hours worth, where they were saying, here's what we're seeing, just 
the first week out of the out of the gate of what the shot's doing. We saw it then. Now we got the documents, the documents from uh, uh, the Pfizer trials from the FDA that wanted to keep them hidden from you like they did the JFK assassination for 75 years. They're having to turn it out in like eight months. So they're dumping a lot of documents. And what did we see there? The first document dumped there was in the first month they knew, they knew that it was that it was killing people. They knew it was hurting people. And they rolled it out as safe and effective anyway. Every single person in the Mockingbird media, every politician who pushed this and pimped it out, every big pharma executive and worker on this stuff who pushed it out, every one of them should be held to account for murder. Every one of them. They knew it and they pushed it anyway. And then let's go to the social media people. Because the social media people have been censoring those who've been warning the people about the truth here. They've been shutting down accounts. They've been closing them. They've been banning them. They want to side with the criminals at the WHO, the World Health Organization, the people in D.C., Big Pharma, all that. And look at what we found out here. It's now confirmed. U.S. military is running fake social media accounts to push propaganda. Not just QAnon. Okay? They're talking about here the stuff going on with Russia. Our own military is involved in it. On, on social, media, uh, social media platforms. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. All that. Not that this is surprising. We knew they had offices at Facebook and such. But they're doing that. Do you not think they're involved in pushing the shot? They were the ones instrumental in Operation Warp Speed, pushed by Donald Trump. Remember, we played the video of the guy, uh, I forget his name now, starts with a P, Penzer, I forget what his name was, who was in charge of Operation Warp Speed. That's not his job. The American military, when called up constitutionally, is supposed to be acting in defense of the country. Not being meals on wheels, not being health you know, providers or any of this stuff. They're supposed to be defenders of the country. Is that what they're doing? And this is, I'm not trying to slam the military. The, the whole point is wicked men keep that military together, not for the defense of the country, but for the enrichment of corporate fascists. That's what they do. That's the truth. They're, they're, this is not a battle for freedom. If it is, somebody please explain that to me because I don't see it. I see us sticking our nose where it doesn't belong. I see us continually ignoring the Constitution that says Congress must declare war and just letting the, letting the president, doesn't matter if he's got an R or D on his jersey, just do whatever he wants with the military. Oh, well, we, we, we do call him to account. Yeah, go back and watch that video from the Obama era, era where we went into Libya when Gaddafi was killed and all your, your Islamic guys got in there and were doing what they were doing. And watch that little, inter, watch that little um, interaction between Jeff Sessions and Leon Panetta, and there was a, a general there as well. I forget the guy's name. I can see his face, but I, I forget his name. 
and they're talking and Jeff Sessions goes, well, wait a minute. The Constitution says you're supposed to come to us for you. Well, we just have to get an international concession. Yeah, but once you get that, you're going to come to the Congress right before you start doing this stuff again. What Jeff Sessions should have did was call the sergeant at arms and say, arrest these men. They violated the Constitution and we're going to we're going to bring charges against them. That's what he should have done. Or at least attempted to. I, I don't you know, goodness gracious. If you've got a wicked executive branch all the way through, through the DOJ, through all the unconstitutional federal agencies and the executive office itself, how are you supposed to prosecute anybody that needs to be prosecuted, the ones that need to be prosecuted? You can't because it's criminal. It's a crime syndicate. Okay, there's my rant for this morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's great. And, and, and you know what? In the midst of all of this, I keep hearing people say, well, I'm against the death penalty. Well, that's nice for you. God's not. He's not. Read the scriptures. You can go all the way back to, to Noah. When he gets off the ark and he says, if man sheds blood, by man his blood will be shed. That's before the old covenant law was given. And in the old covenant law, what's laid out? Well, if you're premeditating murder, buddy, you get a dirt nap. That's what you get. If you're engaged in certain things, you get a rock party. That's what you get. And it was to teach people not to go and do that. And it was to be done out in the open so everybody saw it. Not done closed away like we do things now. And try to be humane. Some of the chem some of the very chemicals, we were talking about this on Saturday, some of the very chemicals they're using in the um, uh, in, in lethal injections here in this country are now being used in the hospitals to kill off the elderly and the disabled. Some of the very same drugs. Better be careful of what we tolerate here and what we what we allow to go on. So this is um, this came out over the weekend. There's a virologist, Doctor Oveta. And uh, she died. She was one who actually promoted uh, and voted for the Convid shot emergency use authorization. And, you know, I don't wish anything on anybody. But it's interesting to me. Let me click this and get this started. And uh, just play you this little report on her death. Now, this comes from. Channel 4, I think they're a local affiliate uh, from where she is, Fox. Um, no, it's not a Fox affiliate. I don't, I don't know what the affiliate is. I didn't, I didn't catch that. WDIV, Channel 4, they're out of Detroit. And this is the report on this lady's death. And I want you to listen to what's not said, okay? Listen for what's not said here. Here it comes. We've also learned this evening that Dr. Ovita Fuller has died. She's the internationally renowned virologist from Ann Arbor who was instrumental in securing the emergency use authorizations for the three COVID vaccines. Dr. Fuller passed away yesterday morning after a brief illness that was not COVID related. Our Paula Tutman joins us live with more on this work of this fierce advocate for science who also served as a frequent expert for us here at Local 4. 
Yeah, Priya, she really did. And you know, she was all about information. And humans sometimes have very short memories, but let me take you back to the fall of 2020, when a lot of people were very anxious about whether or not there would be a COVID vaccine accessible or even available. And she was part of that panel that sometimes those meetings would last eight hours or so, but, but very often after the meeting, she would text me to give me the hits, runs, and errors so that we could understand and also let you know what it's you It's not a expect. baseball game, lady. They're giants who walk quietly amongst us. They work on behalf of all humans all over the world. They affect change that impact people's lives for the better. And few even know their name or what they look like. And the only reason we got a brief glimpse of Dr. Ovita Fuller, a virologist for University of Michigan's Michigan Medicine, is because of this moment in history. What does that mean for long-term effects? Dr. Fuller was a member of the FDA's advisory committee in the early days of companies seeking emergency use authorization for COVID vaccines. She was a meticulous questioning voice to the manufacturers and wasn't afraid to say no if she didn't get the answers she demanded. Not questioning you know enough. That you have greater pain or third degree pain for the second injection than the first injection. And I've been wondering about these vaccines that, especially to the S protein, where they boost a specific uh, immunity. Her vote is one of the reasons we have COVID vaccines today. But her work went far beyond scrutinizing the protocols to approve a vaccine for a new virus. She worked on numerous continents. Her early work a virus on that's HIV never been in Africa proven to undoubtedly exist. saved lives. She was an ordained minister with an organization, Trusted Messenger, which created a path for real and accurate information. That There's a big problem right there, too. And she spoke truth to power when it came to battling the headwinds of misinformation and deliberate disinformation that clouded the importance of science for some. A statement this afternoon from Michigan Medicine. She made a tremendous impact with her work addressing HIV AIDS in African countries. Her scientific achievements in the field of virology have undoubtedly reduced the burden of disease for countless people, and she will be remembered fondly by her colleagues and students. Born and raised in North Carolina, she battled racism and bias. Undaunted, she made certain that if she were the first black or first woman to enter a space, she would not be the last. When I went off to college at Carolina, I remember my goddess counselor saying, oh, you, you shouldn't, that's a really, really hard school. I don't know if you're going to do so well. You shouldn't even apply there. She mentored female scientists and particularly female scientists of color. And for all she did for the world in the field of virology, her role as wife and mother reigned supreme. Her husband, Dr. Jerry Caldwell, adult son, Brian, twin daughters Nikki and Maya, named after African-American poets. Dr. Avita Fuller's footprints upon this earth and fingerprints left on the world of medicine now lost yesterday morning because of a brief illness. Her death leaves a hole in the universe for people who may never realize they are safer and healthier because she was here. No, there are people who are dead. And that really is not an overstatement at all. She was a very meticulous questioner. And you can bet when Dr. A. Ovita Fuller's name popped up on that screen for Big Farm, they stood at attention and definitely paid attention. I'll she take died a bet on that. Age 67. She had just turned 67 years old. And her loss is not just a loss for her family, but truly, Priya, truly for the world. I wish her family peace and healing. 
Oh, Paula, what a beautiful tribute. I recall in the early days of 2020, you would mention specific uh, quotes from Dr. Fuller during our editorial meetings in those early days when we were still learning so much. Uh, just what a huge loss. Thank you, Paula. What a beautiful tribute. It, it, it really All right. Okay. So enough of this. You, you get the idea. I'm not saying the lady didn't do some good things in her life or this, that, and the other. That's not the point. The point is she went, I don't care how much she questioned, she went and a, put, put a vote in to approve this shot that has killed millions of people around the world, has created adverse effects in millions more, and yet she's held up as a hero? Now, if it doesn't disturb you that she is an ordained minister, one, and she's pushing the sorcery, two, I, I don't know what will disturb you. You notice that they didn't mention she had the shot. They said, "Oh, she died of uh, of an ill uh, an illness, but it wasn't COVID related." Well, of course it wasn't COVID related because COVID hasn't proven been proven to exist. SARS-CoV-2 has not been proven to exist. Go ahead. You know, my friend Dan or uh, Dave or whatever his name was up there in New York. Go ahead. Go ahead and bring us the isolates. I want you to get a hold of them. When you get them, you let, you send them down here. I've got, I've got somebody who can take a look at them. They've been trying to get them. They're qualified doctors, and they can't get them. By the way, for my friend Dave, when you say we don't have a, a virologist on, well, I tried to get Stefan Lanka on. He's a, He was trained as a virologist. Won't, won't engage in it because he doesn't believe viruses exist. This is all of this compounds. The lies compound on the lies, on the lies, on lies, and nobody's breaking the lies. You break these lies that have caused crimes to occur, murders, injuries to people, fraud. Fraud is the biggest one that I can see out there. To call it safe and effective, and now we're two years plus on, we're going into our third year. And they're admitting this the shot doesn't doesn't stop transmission. Well, that's not what you told us at the first. It's fraud. It's outright fraud. If I came to you like you see the guys, you remember the old movies, you got the guy in his little horse-drawn carriage, and he's got, you know, whatever on the side of his thing. This tonic will do it. And all he did was, you know, I don't know, get some water and some urine or herbs or whatever and he threw it in a bottle that's where the whole snake oil thing came from some of them had what they called snake oil that they would sell oh to cure whatever ails you now some things do some stuff i mean there's no doubt that chlorine dioxide i've seen it do some incredible stuff no question about it um but these guys would come around and they would sell stuff that they knew didn't do anything for anybody but they did it for money and they deceived them and they, they committed fraud against the people and when the people found out they would normally, if they didn't get out of town fast enough, they'd catch them and they'd hang them. This is, but this goes on in, in the United States of America. Now, why is that? Why is that? Well, because we have wicked representatives and we're lacking good men of courage and moral fortitude. And this is what we push on the Sons of Liberty. You know, we've got a lot of ladies who are in our chat. Many of them doing things alongside their husbands. Many of them doing things by themselves. And we praise God for you guys. We really do. But 
I want you to understand that for the most part, when I speak, I'm, I'm not even speaking to the men. I, I'm pointing the finger at me. I, cause I is one, but it's us as men. That's where the scripture directs us. Is it not? The scripture directs the men. The men are to lead homes. The men are to lead churches. The men are to govern themselves. The men are to lead in civil government. Doesn't say anything about women doing that. And because the men have failed, because we have failed to do our duty, what's left but women to step up, both godly and ungodly, and to say something's wrong here. We've got to fix it. So we've got to take our place. So anyway, this is this is the death of Dr. Ovita Fuller. Again, they claim, oh, she's she died. There's some illness that's not related to COVID. But boy, it, it came on really quick. She died suddenly. Yeah, she died suddenly. I'll guarantee you it has something to do with the shot. If the truth is known, I'll guarantee you it has. The shot has some something going on in there that, that did this to this lady. By the way, don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to sandwich this in between this and the uh, the thing on the mRNA lettuce. Okay. There is a study that has found that Skittles, the little candy, right? Taste the rainbow stuff. By the way, I like Skittles. I stay away from them. But I, I you know, anyway. It can affect genes and DNA. Now, this is just... This is incredible to me. Take a listen to this. These are Skittles, one of hundreds of food products that contain titanium dioxide. So why single these out? Well, it turns out that a California man has filed a lawsuit saying that they are unfit for human consumption because of the titanium dioxide used to make them. This is titanium dioxide used in food to whiten or enhance its color. Look at some uh, gum. You see that it's it's bright white, and so it's used to have that bright appearance. It also used, is used to make colors pop. It's also used in sunscreens because of its reflective property. Recently, a California man filed this class action lawsuit against Mars Candy, the makers of Skittles, claiming the use of titanium dioxide makes them unfit for human consumption. Mars says, while we do not comment on pending litigation, our use of titanium dioxide complies with FDA regulation. Recently, a European study using mega doses of the substance came to the conclusion it should be banned. The European Union had uh, declared some concerns about how this might affect genes. So they did done an extensive set of analysis and they looked at how this may be an issue with human health. It didn't seem to have really many effects except for a potential concern related to what they call genotoxicity or effects on DNA. So that was really their concern and that's the reason that the European Union decided to eliminate this in foods, trying to be cautious. All right, they're trying to be cautious. Some people obviously do. You know what, when I hear titanium, the only place I want to hear titanium is in my knife. That's where I want to hear that's what I want to hear about titanium. I don't want to hear about titanium dioxide in foods I eat. Do you? Does that sound right? You say, well, that wasn't that wasn't metals. Normally, these things, as we've seen, as Kate has brought out to us, all of this stuff resonates heavy metals in the gut, right? And the gut is linked with the brain, and that causes all the diseases. All of this kind of stuff. So there you go. 
that was probably something you'll not hear in the mainstream media or even many of the alternative media, as, as, as a matter of fact. So let's make a move here. So we've talked about the shots through this vir virologist who's died. Kate's been on the show to tell you what's going on behind the scenes that isn't even pushing the shots, doesn't even include the shots, that's killing our elderly, that they're targeting. Uh... No, it's not an advert. ADV. Yes, it is an ADV. I, sh I actually, uh, Mike is asking in the chat, uh, do I, is this in, let me put that over there. Eight, you can see it's got tape marks on it and stuff, but yeah, it is an ADV Hummer. Um, and I'll tell you what, these, if you buy one of these knives, you'll never have to have another. And Andre gave me these. I shipped these, uh, for him from the States and, uh, he gave me this as sort of a show around. Take it and use it, show it around and everything else. These, but they're they're not like the knives you get at Walmart. This knife right here was like, and I didn't buy it. Like I said, Andre has, has let me use it. 650 bucks. Some of them go up to $2,000. Not going to get on knife selling or something like that. But Andre produces a great product. This guy has been born out of the, uh, uh, the, the stuff that's going on down there in South America. He lives in South America. And, uh, uh, he's had hundreds of acres stolen from him through the regime that's there after Mandela. For all of you who think Mandela was a freedom fighter, no, that guy was a, he was a treasonous tyrant is what he was. Had hundreds of acres stolen from him, uh, him and his wife trying to get out of there. They've got a place here in Florida uh, from what I understand now. And so they're, they're trying to get a green card and come over and become citizens and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the fact of the matter is that you won't find a better knife on, on the market. You really won't. And some of them go up to $2,000. I mean, if you want them customized and all that, anyway, not to get off on that, but yes, it is an Andre de Villiers knife. That is, that is exactly what it is, man. Um, here is the jump from the shot into the food system. Now, some of you guys have heard some of these. Um, mRNA lettuce research. Uh, this came out the other day. An update on how mRNA is being used and its effects in a variety of other things other than the shot. So we had a lady by the name of Marie Hawthorne. Just want to give you a couple of pointers out of her article here. Um, in September 2021, the OP, um, that is the organic prepper, our friend Daisy Luther over there, published an article about putting mRNA vaccine into lettuce. The National Science Foundation, NSF, had awarded a research group from UC San Diego, UC Riverside, and Carnegie Mellon $500,000 of your money, by the way, that's coming from the National Science Foundation, to investigate this potential new technology. This project has three major goals. The first was to determine whether or not DNA containing the mRNA vaccines could be delivered to plant cells. The second was... If once in the plant cells, the mRNA could replicate and produce amounts of mRNA comparable to the mRNA vaccines currently on the market, the third point of the research was assuming mRNA could replicate in the cells to determine the correct dosage. Okay. The researchers claimed that now to think about this a second, they want to put it in the foods that you eat without your consent. You understand? Those of you who have rejected the shots, they want to come for your food. 
Now, I got to tell you, I want to I want to bring Kate on to maybe address this because my understanding is going through the mouth while it may make you toxic, like some GMO foods and stuff like that. It may it's not going to have the same punch as a shot does. It may make you sick and toxic, but not the same punch as the shot does. Why? Because the creator has given us certain things. When you put it in your mouth and it goes through the mouth, the body has the ability to dissolve a lot of this stuff. Just like it does for a lot of these things that they spray in the air. Somebody's making mention of that now. Um, it, it does have the ability to kill off some of the things that they spray in the air. Now, some of them are designed to react a certain way. My understanding is that some of them react in actually react in stomach acid, which is kind of strange instead of being dissolved. But nevertheless, you can't tell me that there isn't some kind of sinister thought behind this. There's probably a lot of people who think they're doing good with this. They think what well, we're helping people with this, we're going to make them better. We're not going to we're going to change and alter this DNA so they can't get sick anymore. And they don't understand the Creator has made us the way He's made us. Psalm 91 applies if we'll take care of the body. They think, nope, we won't listen to God. We'll do it our way. But I, I want to bring Kate on to maybe address that uh, at some point in the future. This again from Ms. Hawthorne. The researchers claim that this project was the potential to produce mRNA vaccines that aren't as temperature sensitive as the mRNA vaccines currently on the market. Remember those ones they have to like freeze at like 90 below or something like that? Ridiculous. Which then begs the question of what happens when they get in a 98.6 temperature body? What goes on then? Seriously, I think that's a serious question that should be asked. What happens then? Well, we've seen that. Watch the, the video I mentioned at the first that you can find on sonsoflibertymedia.com, the, the died suddenly. You see exactly what happens when it gets in the body. They believe that in the long run, this has potential to greatly reduce the cost of producing and storing mRNA vaccines because cold storage is so expensive. At the, at the time, a flurry of news articles about this research project was released enough that USA Today felt the need to fact check yeah, the self-appointed, bought and paid for fact checkers from brought to you by Pfizer, right? The claim that people might be eating vaccines in salads. They're not vaccines. That's the first thing. They're gene therapy. They're altering your genes. They're altering your DNA. They're affecting your body and they're affecting the bodies of those children that will come from your body. Now that we have covered. And that's going to lead into the next point that I'm going to make here in just a minute. Those of us who were so intrigued and concerned last year may be wondering, have they made any progress? How concerned should I be? UC and Carnegie Mellon have not posted any updates since last year in the U.S. No, they got the money. The USA Today, Today fact-checking article above, the head researcher, Don, Dr. Juan Pablo Geraldo, admits that the technology is many years away. He says, this research will take a couple of years to show proof of concept of the technology. If successful, it will need more studies and several more years for people to use leafy greens as mRNA vaccine factories. You won't have to go to the, the doctor anymore. You can just take your, your soma 
And for those of you who don't know what the Soma is, that was the drug that they gave them, uh, I believe that was in Brave New World, to kind of keep them off, uh, you know, just distant from their, just enjoying whatever they enjoy with no emotional attachment at all. There was a film out years ago that kind of combined Brave New World and uh, 1984. It was called uh, uh, Equilibrium. Same kind of thing. They were taking a dosage of some kind of drug that basically didn't allow them to feel, didn't allow them uh, any kind of emotional attachment, even with their spouse or their children. There wasn't this emotional attachment. You can keep taking that stuff all you want to, guys. You know, if you want to be a fool for your pains, then go ahead and take these shots. Go ahead and take this stuff knowingly, knowing what it does. And you can call me a tenfold hat. That's fine. The, the evidence is right before you. Millions of graves, millions of people who are still alive, who didn't die, who are still alive facing the adverse effects of these shots. And you want to eat it? Are you kidding me? Ugh. Human trials are being conducted to see if mRNA, if you're in this human trials, you're you're just, how much money are they paying you? 50 bucks to be in that trial, 100 bucks? What amount can you put on your health that you're willing to give up? And I understand some people are desperate to make ends meet. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of those guys. I, you know, it's, I did, I told you guys, it isn't even a paycheck to paycheck. It's more like a day-to-day -day thing where I'm constantly looking at stuff to make sure that we're covering whatever we've got to cover. But there is no way that I'm going and engaging in some kind of mRNA study trial. No way. Nor am I going to in include my Look, I I'll tell you this. One of my sons wanted to go into the Marines. He's a good shot. Has been since he was... I don't know, nine or 10 years old. Um, I remember when Bradley came down and his family came down, we had a cookout and we went outside and shot guns and stuff. And Bradley was all over, you know, making sure the kids were, you know, we wanted to make sure everybody's safe. And my son is down there loading up the weapons for them, making sure that everybody's back behind them, you know, so everybody has a good time. But all these kind of, he wanted to go to the Marines. I said, son, there's no way that you're going in the Marines in this house. And I have nothing against Marines. I got friends that are Marines. I have something against this government that wants to use them as pawns for their corporate fascist friends. And they don't care if you live or die. They don't. In fact, we've seen them sell out the Navy SEALs. Haven't we seen that, guys? Extortion 17. We saw Operation Red Wings. We, we, we've seen them sell them out to America's enemies. There is no way. And I told him, I said, you're out on your own and everything. You want to go do that? You go do it. But I'm telling you right now, your dad knows better because my dad knew better. My dad stopped me from going in the Navy after my graduation. Thank God for my dad for stopping me from doing that. Now, some of you may have a problem with that. That's fine. I'm not anti-war if there's a war to be fought, if there's a cause to be had. I'm for that but I'm for winning that war as quickly as possible and then getting out of there. That's the way the people did it in the Old Testament. It wasn't this thing of let's just continue on for decades and decades and decades and decades. No. Deal with the problem and get out. 
going to tell you the American military system has done more to damage families than anything else. Their own families, by the way. Their own families suffer. And if you haven't seen some of these stories, they're heartbreaking. I was telling you guys about the uh, IB gain protocol that they're using down in South, I think it's in South America. And listening to some of the SEALs who had went through that and their wives communicate how, the change that happened to their husbands, who had, many of them were Navy SEALs. The change that had happened from that. And boy, I, oh, no, you're exactly right. We are exactly, Salt. We're, we have the very image of the Roman Empire, just like London does. Go look at our capital. It's the same setup as it is in the Vatican. Go look at it. It looks exactly the same. Capitol building looks just like the Vatican. We've got the little obelisk up there. We've got the Washington Monument. Whether it has scripture on it is irrelevant. What does Satan do more than anything? Does he not quote scripture? What did he do with Jesus in the wilderness? He quoted scripture. Did he not? Out of context, leaving stuff out, of course, but did he not do that? Yes, he did. Of course. In any case, these uh, human trials are being conducted to see if mRNA can be used to treat cancer. mRNA is actually producing cancer. Have you guys not been paying attention to the people, the amount of cancer that's just skyrocketed through the roof from the mRNA shots? Have you not seen that? They're being conducted to see if mRNA can be used to treat HIV, which now that's being called into question as well. Rabies and influenza. Research is being done to see if uh, it can be used to treat cancer. You, using mRNA to treat all kinds of diseases is a hot topic research right now, and producing mRNA plant in plants is only one little part of it. Well, let me, let me say this. Why don't you guys do some studies to see whether or not what Kate Shimarani says is true? You can fight cancer like that. Why don't you see if, uh, if, if what D. Manny Mitchell says about herbs and about uh, marijuana and um, uh, cannabis can be used to treat these things. These are things that are creation-based, by the way. They're not synthetics. Nobody makes money on them. And that's why they don't get studied. They take our money and they use it against us to produce something that's going to harm us or kill us rather than help us. And the Lord has given it to us freely. Haven't I given to you all things freely to eat? He said in the garden, except for that one tree. Yeah. Yeah. Remember what he told Israel? I brought you out. I gathered you up in your blood. I'm paraphrasing here. I gathered you up in your blood and I made you my children. I would have fed you with the finest of wheat and honey and given you water to drink out of the rock. Yeah. Isn't that what God said? Yeah, that's exactly what he told his people. And they're like, no, nah, we'd like to have those onions back in Egypt. Thank you very much. I'm sure the onions were great back in Egypt. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they were great. But God was giving to them angels food. Not angels food, cake. <laughs> They were giving them angel, the food of angels. That's what the scripture says. The, 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 the manna, the bread from heaven. He gave them quail. 
when they were lustful about meat. He gave them water to drink out of the rock. He provided for them all of their days that they left Egypt. And what did they have to do? We got manna again. We got quail again. We got this again. Not realizing the miracle that was before them that God had given them. And boy, how things haven't changed. God has given us such good gifts here in the United States of America. And yet, what have we done for the most part? They said, eh, we'll kind of tack God in here, but it's our rugged individualism. And don't get me wrong, I'm for rugged individualism, but it's a promotion of man more than it is a promotion of God. It's a far cry from what our forefathers had when they came and established this land, you know, in the 14, 15, 1600s. When they established it, they acknowledged their dependence upon the Creator. And they even identified that Creator and His gospel, His good news, and His Son, the Lord Jesus, not only in their document for the Mayflower Compact, but in their laws, they were explicitly Christian. They were not Muslim. They were not humanism. They were they were not enlightenment. They were not any of that stuff. They were Christian. And that's what established America. Not the Constitution. It came way after the establishment of what we know as America. The American dream was to honor God. Tied to the work ethic that the Bible says that we should have. Tied to the laws that God gave within their colonies, within their states. All of that is filled with biblical reference. It's not assumed. It's filled with biblical reference. All right, last thing here. This is um, what I call eugenics for the 21st century. The study reveals over the past four decades, that's the past 45 years is what it is, men's sperm count has dropped 60% around the world. 60%. You know, again, going back to our show on Friday, go to Deuteronomy 28. You you see this making the head, the tail, um, you know, the foreigners coming in above you. Just stop and think. Take a step back. Don't argue with me. Just take a step back and think about it. And then if you want to argue with me later, that's fine. But take a step back a second. When you see the Muslims being brought in to the United States of America, when you see the Latin community coming in to the United States of America, there's one thing that they are agreed upon, and that is big families. Having as many children as you can. In fact, there are some, some, not all, But there are some in the Muslim population who believes that that's the way you conquer. You even go into those who are the infidels and you make them have Muslim babies. There are some who think that. Listen to me, Christians. I don't care if you're white, black, Latino, Chinese. I I don't care. 
But if you claim the name of Christ, what does the Bible say that God desires of you in your union with your spouse? He desires a holy seed, does he not? Now, specifically, that's talking about Christ. That's the line that he would come from. But we see it in the New Testament. Paul says your children are made holy. They're separate. They're, se they're not like the children of the heathen who don't have parents who are going to instruct them, as Deuteronomy 6 says, and put those things that are in their hearts in their hearts and train them. How many of you out there have listened to the culture or maybe you have the attitude that says, well, who would want to bring a child in this world? I'll tell you what, Christian men and women who believe God want to bring children in this world. That's who wants to bring them into the world. Because your enemies have been trained to bring children into the world for their purposes. Your God commands you to do so. We were talking about it yesterday at church. Onan, you guys remember, remember that guy? He had a duty in his family line under the law of God because his brother had died and he went into his brother's wife and he spilled his seed on the ground and God struck him dead. He struck him dead. And now we think this is a form of birth control or whatever. No, 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 no. Seed is there for a reason. The womb is there for a reason. And it is to produce children. Sure, it's pleasurable or people wouldn't do it. But the fact of the matter is, is it is there to produce children. And why? So that you carry on in the next generation the same fate that you have. Hopefully. I realize not every child turns out exactly right. I was thinking about that this morning with the Duggar family. There's a lot that the Duggars did that were right. Right and good. And good teaching. And they have a son that went off the path and did his own thing. He's responsible for that, not mom and dad. He's a man. And friends, we got to get back to the basics here. Real quickly, I'm running out of time. <laughs> uh, this is on the sperm count. I want to I carry this. So I, I may go over just a few minutes. So if you want to catch that, sonsoflibertymedia.com, beforeitsnews.com, or any of the platforms that I mentioned in the beginning. But this comes from... Catabella Roberts at the Epoch Times. Sperm counts worldwide have uh, halved over the past 45 years, according to a study published on November 15th in the journal Human Reproduction Update. The study was conducted by an international team of researchers led by Professor Haggai, I hope I pronounce this right, Levine of Hebrew University of Jerusalem's Hadassah Braun School of Public Health. I wonder if we funded that. That wouldn't be cool if we were if we did. Uh, funding it over in another foreign country. Uh, but they aim to examine trends in sperm count. I want to make sure that we don't get blasted out here. <clears throat> they Sperm count among men from all continents and analyzed 223 studies based on sperm samples taken from 57,000 men across 53 countries, including the United States, Europe, and Australia between 73 and 2018. Bradley be with you at... 3 o'clock this afternoon. We'll talk to you in the morning, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Stay with us, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, and I'm not going to keep you long, I promise. I just want to make this point about this because this was part of the uh, the titles that, that I had up of the, the shows that we were doing. 
Previously, a 2017 study conducted by the same team of researchers reviewed sperm count data in North America, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. The new analysis updates that review to include data from Central and South America, Asia, and Africa for the first time. Researchers in the latest study found an appreciable decline. Is that what you call it? 60% decline? Ugh. In sperm count during that time period, specifically researchers found that men in South America, Asia, and Africa shared a similar decline in total sperm counts and concentration as was previously observed in their study concentrated across Europe, North America, and Australia. Now, I just I want to ask a question here. Does anybody think this might have something to do with what Bill Gates said at that TED Talk when he talked about reducing the population by 10 to 15% through vaccines, through reproductive health. That's what they call it. It's really, it's really infanticide. It really is. Most people don't even remember back to when Martha, uh, Margaret Sanger, before there was Planned Parenthood as we know it, she was pushing birth control that ended up killing women because it had too much estrogen in it. And why did it have so much? Because they were trying to kill the offspring of those women. Go back and look at it. She was in prison for it. She should have been executed, and that would have kind of killed the whole thing. She was in prison for it. And so were another, another, uh, a number of other ladies who bought into her Jezebelian ways. And she wasn't very Jezebelian. She was kind of a, forgive me, she was kind of an ugly woman. Overall results, this is what the, the continued um, article is. Overall results showed the mean sperm, <laughs> the mean sperm count fell by 51.6% between 73 and 2018 across men from all continents, dropping on average by 1.2% by year or per year from an estimated 101.2 million per milliliter. Wow, they're Gauging by milliliters? My goodness. Okay. Um, from 1973 to 2018. Total sperm counts fell by 62.3% during the same time. Men are considered to have low sperm count if they have less than 15 million sperm per milliliter or less than 30 million sperm total per ejaculate, according to the Mayo Clinic. Additionally, they found that data from the year 2000 showed a decline in sperm concentrations of more than 2.6% per year, doubling compared to the previous decline of 1.6% annually from 1972. Researchers said the substantial and persistent decline is now recognized as a significant public health concern. You think? It's not just a a public health concern. It is a national security concern, a real one, one that's out in the open, not hidden by, you know, judges who want to keep things sealed so that you don't know the truth about the criminals who committed the crime. Okay. It's not that. This is a real national uh, security issue. Because now we have traitor, uh, traitors in our midst who are inviting our enemies in to live alongside us and to kill us. They are. 
if any of you guys have never seen the film Cromwell, and I didn't pull this up, and you're not familiar with Oliver Cromwell, okay? Now, for those who might be familiar with Harry Potter, he was the guy who played the 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 wizard guy, Dumbledore, for whatever, in the first couple of those, okay? At least the guy who's Richard Harris. He died a couple of years ago. But uh, this is the film. You can find it on Amazon. I'm going to take and uh, pull this up here, and I'll drop you the link in the chat, guys, uh, so that you have it. I would highly recommend watching Cromwell. And the reason that I would recommend watching it is understand that Cromwell was a Puritan. And you'll see at the first of the film, Richard Harris playing Cromwell, you'll see that what he sees is he sees these candles and the, I think there's gold crosses in his place of worship, in, his, in, the, in the building where they come to worship. And he is outraged at that. And what does King Charles do? King Charles, who's supposed to be a Protestant king, he rejects the Roman Catholic Church and their false gospel and their apostate state. He appeals to Romans because he married a Roman Catholic. He appeals to Romans in, I think it was in Ireland, to come in and to invade his own people in England because he wanted to keep his power. And Cromwell is like, no, 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 we're getting Parliament up on this. We're gathering an army. We're going to deal with you. We want you to repent. I mean, if you watch the movie, you see the persistent nature of Cromwell to get Charles to repent. He recognized he is the one in authority. Repent, do what you're supposed to do, and you can keep your crown. That's what he tells him. He's pleading with them, don't make us do what the next step is, which is cut your head off. Don't make us do that. And frankly, I think Oliver Cromwell was greatly troubled over that. Because he knows that God puts up authorities and he tears them down. And he sought every way he could to get the king to listen. And Charles would not listen until his dying breath. He was belligerent, saying he was of God, God would forgive him, all of this kind of stuff until it cut his head off and he found out otherwise. You watch that. And you look at what's going on, the invasions that were happening, the attacks on our people, the attacks on, on the men uh, to demoralize them, which is, go read that in the 45 uh, goals of the Communist Party to take down America. Right smack dab in the middle is all the sexual stuff. Right smack in the middle. And you see it on display right now. Now, I'll tell you this. I had an interesting conversation with somebody the other day. And they said, Tim, have you noticed this? They have done all this stuff to prop up the LGBTQ weird stuff to make the people come out. And they said, she said, I think it was a lady I was speaking to. I forget who it was. But they said, they're smoking them out. They're letting them come out in the open. And you only do that if you're ready to execute them. I, you know, look, if you're a sodomite, a lesbian, a person who's confused about your gender, you're not transgender because you don't change from one gender to the other. You don't, you just mutilate your body. If you're one of those people, we tried to warn you that they don't care about you. We care about you to tell you to quit doing what you're doing. Stop doing it. Repent. 
Turn to the Lord Jesus. I know many in that lifestyle, that behavior, who are ashamed of what they do. They're ashamed to be around their family, as they should be. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't be, as they should be. And yet, the world is telling you, come on out of that closet. Come on out of that closet. And believers are telling you, clean the closet. Clean the closet. Clean the closet. And they're pointing you toward the cross. They're pointing you toward the Christ. Because what? What, what do we see in Corinthians? What does Paul say? He says, such were some of you. You were, some, you were doing this and you were doing all kinds of other things. You were engaged in murders and the, you were thieves and you were liars and you were adulterers and you were covetous. You were idolaters, but you've been washed and he considered them brothers. He considered them saints. Listen, friend, whatever sin you've been engaged in has been engaged in by saints of the past who've been redeemed from those sins, who've been delivered from them. Let me take you to this, because we've been in this passage here, and I I, I just, there, I wanted, I actually want to do a whole show on this. Yesterday was very, very rich in our study of the Beatitudes. And uh, Pastor Glasser did, uh, he's been doing a great job in going through um, the, the, the passage of Matthew chapter 5. And um, I want to pick up here just a little bit where, well, let me give the context, okay? Give me, a, I, I'm, this, is off the, this is off the cuff, so I didn't mean to go this far, but since we're here, we're going to do it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. And again, this has been over a couple of weeks, but uh, yesterday uh, began at verse 17. So I'm going to give you a little context of where we're going here, okay? Ye are the salt of the earth, but the salt has lost its savor. Wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. I would say, listen, I would say... This is the modern American church for the most part. It doesn't have any saltiness. There's no sting. If you throw it in the wound, it doesn't have any sting. It doesn't have any taste because it tastes like the world is vanilla. And it has no preservative because it has no power. It's good for nothing to be thrown out and to be trodden underfoot of men. And then Jesus goes on and he says, You're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Now, a lot of people put that on, on the United States of America. And I think in our, in our beginnings, that was definitely true. We were literally a city set on a hill. Literally. In the beginning. He goes on and he says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that, it, that are in the house. What did we do at the first? We gave light to the house. We gave light to the world. Why? Because we said, The God of the Bible is our God, and His Son is the Redeemer and the Savior of all men. And our laws and our society will be built upon what he said in his word. That's, that's what makes the United States of America in its infancy, 
and I'm talking about long before the Constitution, that's what made America a quote-unquote Christian nation. That's what made it. And so he says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I've got a, I've got a, um, I've got a thing, a, a, a message into. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a Gabby Franco. She is from Venezuela who came to America. She's, um, uh, she's a great shooter. You're, you guys are gonna love her uh, if she'll come on. But she talks about that. She's written a piece. You can, I'll have it in the archive. Um, I can't remember the title of it now. It was, it was a couple of days ago we posted it at Guns in the News. You could put in Gabby Franco and you can find it in the search if you want to do that. Otherwise, it'll be in the archive. But Gabby just talks about the difference of a level of freedom. We do have a level of freedom here. There's no question about that. But ultimately, our labor makes us a slave. That's how they've that's how they've that's how they've enslaved us, is through the unlawful money system and making us, and other countries are doing it too, the largest human trafficking. You want to talk about human trafficking? Every single one of us listening to the show, unless you went through the process to escape that system, you are being human trafficked by your own government. You are. And corporate fascists and Wall Street and everybody else. You are. There's just no denying it. No denying it at all. But she comes on and she talks about the difference of freedom, and she talks about why men should be armed. Now, I'm not for offensive use of your weapons. You guys have heard me say that before. I'm not for you going out and murdering policemen or you know politicians or any of that stuff. I am for you being armed to defend yourself against those policemen, thugs, politicians, pimps, whatever, that seek to threaten your life, your family's life, and the life of your neighbors. The positive side of thou shalt not murder is that you save life. And how do you save life sometimes? Well, go back and watch, um, uh, what was that guy's name? Gary Cooper doing Sergeant York. He fought over that in his mind because he was a pacifist. And although I think they make his pastor out to be some kind of wacko kind of guy, the fact of the matter is, he was given good instruction. Consider that you'll save many lives by dealing with enemies of the people. And he did. He did that. And God blessed it. In the same manner, you can you can follow the other guy. I forget the guy's name, but they made a film of that, Hacksaw Ridge. Guy was seven-day Adventist, I think is what he was. He was definitely a pacifist, stood his ground in what he believed, and God used him to save many of those men who mocked and ridiculed him because he wouldn't pick up a weapon against an enemy. Why? Because he saved their lives. God uses men of all different giftings. And this is why I say, I may di- disagree with you theologically. There are certain lines that I draw theologically where I say, okay, I can't go there. But there are a lot of people, I watch them, and I watch how they conduct themselves, and I watch the things that they say, and what they do, and I say, I think that guy's my brother. Whether I agree with him 
theologically completely or not, I think that guy's my brother. He's exhibiting the fruit that we talk about here on the Sons of Liberty. So let's go back over here. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And then this is the passage that we were on yesterday. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. So what is what is Jesus talking about here? Well, he's talking about the, the whole of the law, the moral law and the ceremonial law, which includes the dietary laws. He came to fulfill all of that, and nobody could point to him. He says, who can, who can show that I, I've got sin? Yeah, come on and show me. Nobody could. Nobody ever could. In fact, I have Jewish friends. This is the funny thing. I have Jewish friends who don't hate Jesus, at least how they understand him. They love Jesus. They said he kept the law perfectly. We can't find where he sinned. I had a friend who always told me that. He kept it perfectly. I said, have you ever kept it perfectly? No, I haven't. Well, then... Don't you get the point? The point is he kept it for sinners. <laughs> he kept it for those who law, who violated the law. That he might be a perfect sacrifice without spot or blemish for them on their behalf. He stood in the place of sinners before God. And so Jesus says the law is not getting away until it's been fulfilled. Now, what do we see? We see in Colossians where he talks about he took the the, ordinance, the ordinances that were against us and he nailed them to the cross. What are you talking about? Well, he's talking about all that ceremonial stuff that was going on. This is why anybody that desires a new temple to be built and sacrifices and red heifers and a priesthood and all this, all you guys are antichrist. Everybody who wants that kind of stuff, you're antichrist. You become apostate. Don't you read the book of Hebrews? All of that stuff is done away with. It is a synagogue of Satan. I, I, I don't know how to make it any more clear. Because when you put all that stuff back up, you're saying, Jesus is not enough. We've got to have all the stuff that pointed to Jesus. This thing of Messianic Jews is nonsense. You are either in Christ or you're out of him. I'm not saying we can't learn some stuff. I'm not saying that from looking back at the feasts and stuff. We should learn from that. But they should point us to Christ, not to reestablishing those things again. They're done away with. The reality is the Lord Jesus. And then he says this. Listen to this very clear, clear, clearly. Whosoever therefore... Now, he's already told you he's going to fulfill it, but he, he's, he indicates this. Whosoever, therefore, shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. If you're one that says the law doesn't apply, we don't use the law anymore, blah, 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 it doesn't matter whatever sin you've covered, you know, it's just it's under the blood, and you just go on like that, and you don't take it as a serious thing to call men to repent, which we are supposed to do in the first that's that's taught all through the new testament guess what 
you're either least in the kingdom, as Jesus said, or you're a false teacher, okay? Which we also see in the Gospels as well. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of God. If you do and teach the things of the commandments, and we're talking about the moral law of God, that's all we're talking about. I'm not talking about whether you do ceremony and all this other stuff. We're talking about you keep the commands of God, the natural law that is revealed in the written law. You're great in the kingdom of God. If you teach them and do them. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now listen, listen very carefully. Our righteousness has to come from outside of us. I know there's some people who probably listen who think they're, they're just fine, good people. There is no good people. Jesus said so himself. Jesus, God in the flesh said so. There's none. Why do you call me good? There's none good but God. That's the good. That's the good one. Well, was Jesus not good? Of course, Jesus was good. He sit there and he said, can you convince me of sin? And nobody could. He was perfect. He was God in the flesh. But the point is, is this, a righteousness that we have to have that's being spoken of here by Jesus has to come outside of us because we don't have it. The Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rags. It's like a used menstrual garment. That's what that means. If you want to get even more disgusting, it's a piece of used toilet paper that you used after you've done one of Kate's coffee enemas. It's, it's a filthy thing. That's what our righteousness looks like to God. I remember years ago, there was a pastor who was re relaying a letter that he got from a man. And the man was really struggling to grasp hold to the fact of whether or not he was a believer, whether or not he'd been redeemed, whether or not he was one of Christ. And the guy wrote this letter, and it's like, dude, how can you not be? Look at what you're look at what you're confessing about yourself. One of the things he said that stood out in my mind, he said, I am a pile of manure on the white marble floor of Christ. Men don't see themselves that way naturally. They only see themselves that way if the Spirit of God gives them eyes to see who they really are. And this guy sitting right before you, yep, I'm a couple of piles of manure on the white marble floor of Christ. But I'm more than that because as the Scripture says, I've died. I no longer live. It's Christ in me. The white marble floor is clean now. It's clean, but it's not just because 
He has given me his righteousness, but he has infused it into me. He has imputed it into my account so that no more does sin reign over me, but I am to reign over sin. I am to overcome it. I'm to overcome it in what I do. You know what I mean? Our deeds are supposed to be those that are good and holy and righteous. Ephesians 2.10. What has God saved us for? Good works that Christ has marked us out before. If you claim to be a Christian and your life does not produce good works, you're giving a false profession because you don't have the righteousness of Christ. It does that in us. They may not be perfect. I mean, totally perfect, but they're going to be there. There's going to be fruit. The Bible says some produce 30, some produce 60, some produce 100-fold of fruit. If you don't have any fruit in your life, I don't care how many years you've been going to church. I don't care how many times you've sang just as I am or how many tent revivals. you. I don't care about that. If there's not a change in your life, God has not done anything in you, and you're still in your sins, and you're in need of repentance. You're in need of the Lord Jesus, the one that you may claim that you know. And yet he is far from you, yet he is close to you, the Bible says. And so with all this stuff going on around us, with wicked men trying to kill us, trying to stop our offspring, trying to stop the advancement of the kingdom of God, I've got a warning for you. Jesus said to you, well, actually he said it to his disciples, but I'm going to communicate it to you. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. They're not. The true church. Not the Roman church. Not necessarily the Protestant church. The true church of the, the living God. The one of the, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not going to do it. You're going to be the ones that fall. You may get an upper hand on us at times. That's true. We can see that through history. And then what do we see? God's judgment comes down upon people like you. It comes down because you're not going to mess with his kids. See, this is what I tell people. Do you know who you're messing with? It's not because I'm such a great guy or I'm a strong testosterone full guy. I'm getting older. You're messing with children of the creator. And he sees all that you do and all you scheme to do against his people. And you would be wise to read the book of Esther and learn what he does to those who scheme against his people. He gives them what they intended for his people. And so therefore the message is always to repent. You guys are engaged in this mRNA study. If you ever hear this, I doubt people will. But if you do, maybe in God's providence you do. You need to repent too. You're engaged in the same kind of thing. You just, many of you don't even know it. You think you're out to help people. When the wicked men who are paying you are doing it to eliminate certain parts of the population. Those who are engaged in uh, these eugenics, whether they're through vaccines, whether they're through foods or whatever they're doing, spraying stuff in the air, same thing. You're in need of repentance. That is the message we hold out to people is a message of hope. You may have done all these things, but there is hope for you in Christ if you repent. And I'll give you this illustration. The Apostle Paul was a persecutor of the church of the Lord Jesus. He was a murderer. 
He approved of the murder of Christians. And God spun him around so fast that instead of being the hunter, he became the hunted. And he stood for it, and he was stoned, and he was ridiculed, and he was mocked, and he was uh, put in prison, and he was put in chains, and he underwent all kinds of scrutiny and lawlessness and injustice, and yet he was faithful even unto death. Why? Because at death, what did he do? I'm out of the body. I'm with the Lord. That was his concept. And that's what I love about my friend Bill, despite maybe some of our disagreements and, and a few things. Bill sees it. If, if we don't see ourselves as alive in Christ and that death has no sway over us, we're just transitioning from this place to the other. If we see ourselves that way, we will live as different men and women. We will. And I pray God grant that to everybody who is listening to me now, whether you're a believer or not. If you're a believer, I pray he grants you that mindset. If you're an unbeliever, I pray he grants you repentance and you come to know Christ. With that said, I kept you over a lot longer than I intended to, but uh, yesterday's uh, message in the Beatitudes, are you doing? Are you just saying, oh, I got the righteousness of Christ, and you go out and live as you want to? Examine yourself. I don't have any authority over you, but examine yourself. See if you see those things of what Christ has said. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning. And I will have the new computer in place that won't give me such hassle as this one has. Although, thank you, Lord, that we had a backup that we could use all this time. And um, we'll talk to you in the morning. Lord willing, see you.